Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Homegrown Horticulture Podcast. It's been a few months. I wanted to get a podcast out before Christmas. I recorded a couple of interviews with Michael Karen and J.D. Gunnell about their favorite gardening things that they thought would make good Christmas presents, and I will go ahead and play those. I want to wish everyone happy holidays and to those that celebrate Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. And now on with the interviews. So I think a lot of things that pertaining to plant propagation, seed mats, heating mats for seedlings and, and cuttings. Other things that I think make good gifts are tying tools, what are called tying tools. If, if you're putting grapes on trellises or you've got climbing vines, even uh, climbing roses, you're making a, an espalier with apple trees or something, they, they're really quick and easy tools to tie the branches onto the wires to get your framework, to get your structure going for the year. So if someone went to something like Amazon, what would they type in for a search to find a tying tool? Plant tying tool. What do you do with it? There's two main types. The most popular types use a, about a half inch wide plastic ribbon. It's a plastic roll. The tying tool dispenses the ribbon and then you kind of push it over the, the stem and the wire, which, which forms a loop around the plant with the tape. Then when you close the tool, kind of like a pair of scissors, it cuts the plastic tape and staples it at the same time. Therefore, then you, you kind of have a quick way to connect them to the wire without having to do hand tying knot in a similar material. So it's a big time saver. We use them a lot for grape trellising and espalier trellising and things like climbing roses, especially anything that we're trying to establish on a trellis or wire or anything like that. On the heat mats that you're using to germinate seed, do you have any recommended sources on those? I've purchased them from a number of different places and a number of different sizes and price ranges. Commercially, I've used some rubberized heat mats. You can find them sometimes on Amazon, Harris Seeds. They sell them in ver various sizes. The most economical bang for the buck, they're about 20 inches wide and about um, 60 inches long, and they'll hold five standard-sized trays. If you're germinating your own seeds, what are, what are people going to get out of them? These things typically last a long time. Even the homeowner version that you can get that might only just fit one tray or two trays, they can actually last a very long time. And commercially, I've used the same mats for about 15 years, and they're still doing just fine. So what they typically get as far as value out of them is, especially if they're combined with a thermostat to regulate the temperature in the soil, is a more uniform germination, faster germination, more uniform and faster rooting if they're using them to stick cuttings. So if they're trying to do houseplant cuttings or even hardwood cuttings where the, the wood is dormant. I've used these, especially the more commercial grade heat mats that have a little higher wattage to get the heat on the root zone so that they'll form roots while the top stays dormant, which is kind of what we want for those dormant cuttings. So I've done this a lot with grapes, for example. I wouldn't ever try and root cuttings or even do seeds without using a heat mat personally. You had one more gift in mind. Electric pruners. Basically pull the button and it closes the pruners and you make the cut. So these greatly improve the number of cuts that you can make in a day. They greatly reduce hand fatigue. Most of the pruners will go several hours on a charge, uh, even the smaller handheld ones. You can go three or four hours of pretty constant use with one charge. 
And you've used them in several, or at least a few different crops. Mainly grapes, fruit trees, they work great. There are also versions of these, especially when you get into some that are a little bit more expensive, that are adaptable to put on a pole, to use on a pole pruner so that you don't even have to use a ladder. You can pull the trigger and, and away you go. And we found that it reduces hand fatigue tremendously, but, but also that it increases how fast we can get through the crop. Do you have any suggested places to look for battery-operated hand trimmers and hand pruners? Locally, we've been able to find them at Stoats Equipment. Otherwise, the only other places I know of are through various online retailers. Commercial quality ones where they will go a long period of time and they have on, on a charge and where they have a large capacity to cut. They may even cut up to one inch branches. Those are going to run you several hundred dollars. But I have seen and used with great success uh, some much less expensive ones under a hundred dollars. Thank you very much. Sure. Thanks for calling. And now for JD. <laughs> I have a favorite shovel and it's smaller than most shovels. It's almost, it's between a spade and a shovel. So it's a little smaller, but it's called a pony and they're kind of expensive. They're usually around $70. The reason I like them is they're a a forged steel. So when you jump on them, they don't bend or break. They are a little bit smaller. It takes a few more shovels to dig a hole. Do you know who makes the pony shovel? James carries the pony shovel, and there's another company called Jackson. You know, keeping on a tool theme, what else do you recommend for listeners? You're talking to a guy, so I love tools. And when it comes to pruning, having the right tools becomes really crucial. For smaller cuts, obviously, you have your hand shears, uh, a good pair of loppers to increase your reach if you're if you're pruning fruit trees and have to, even berries, I found cutting my black, my blackberries and raspberries down instead of getting close to the thorns. I use my loppers now. Do you have any brands in particular? And I'll say brands here so we don't single anyone out that you like to use. I really like Felco, Baco, I know makes some really good ones, Corona. Instead of thinking brands, you have to think of cost. And with everything else in life, the pruners and the tools that you buy, it really is you, you get what you pay for. So you're going to spend a little bit of money, but you do it once instead of two or three times. How much should someone be paying to get a decent pair of hand pruners? Typically, you're spending between $70 to $90 for a good hand pruner. Which seems like a lot of money when you can pick some up at the hardware store for $10. I've purchased little $5, $10 hand pruners from the stores, and I made one cut and bent the blade. Make the investment to get some good tools. Ruin your rotator cuffs. Use a bad pair of loppers. I know on a lot of more expensive pruners, one thing I like is that they'll have bumpers on them. So when you close down, it's cushioned and you're not jarring your joints. Yeah, that's a must, especially on the on the loppers. So do you have any other gift ideas in mind? In the dark, dreary months of winter, I know a lot of people that struggle just with the seasonal depression and disorders with associated with not being outside in the sun. I've actually started growing seeds indoors and indoor plants just for therapy. You can go online and you can spend anywhere from $150 to $1,000 on these grow lights and the grow light trays. But I have found that That's one of my favorite things to do as I get older is to grow things, whether it's starting my vegetable starts early or annual plants, getting somebody set up with some grow lights. 
would be a really great gift. So other gift ideas. One thing that's on my mind lately is gearing up for our next Master Gardener series. And we teach that in almost, what is it, 15 counties now. One of the my favorite gifts I've ever given my wife is coming and taking Master Gardener. Got tired of her asking me all the questions in our yard and then having that turn into an argument. So I was like, you know what? You're going to come and take Master Gardener. This is my gift to you. And then you can hear everything that I know, everything that all the other agents know. And it was actually a really fun time for us together to take the class. And I saw the light bulb go on a few times that, oh, that's why JD does all this. In my mind, it's helping people garden better and and have more of a say in their own landscape. Well, any other gift ideas? There is a plethora of different garden topic books out there that whether it's local wildflower books or tree selection books, favorite perennials. You know, this time of year when I'm starting to get all of my catalogs from the seed companies and and the different bulb companies, it's it's fun just to peruse through and see what new varieties are out there. I consider books usually good information that you have on a shelf, very specific, and where if you jump on the internet, it's still just the Wild West. Yeah, it is. Well, J.D., I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, feel free to, to look at that list. And uh, Merry Christmas to everyone, and Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. Music was written and performed by Savannah Peterson, a horticulturist with the Central Utah Water Conservancy District. Um, yeah, if you're still listening, this show's over. <laughs>